Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Super stoked for tonight's show. Um, the two guests tonight are going to be performing on December 2nd, 2021 at Ortlieb's in the, um, Philadelphia. The funny thing about Ortlieb's is I can't remember being there, but I was there several times. And that's that's kind of sad as I was preparing for this podcast. I'm like, I know I was there. But I just can't remember like what band I was there seeing. Regardless, the performers who are here with me tonight, we've done some events together. They've both been on the show um, and they're teaming up. I think they should like team up and take over the whole world. You know, with that being said, uh, I mean, their music is um, layered with um, all the ingredients necessary to have a good time. And it's like nobody wants to hear some shit about, you know, oh, I'm so sad, you know, I'm so sad. I don't like my life, you know, like you want to dance, you want to have a good time. And um, both of the uh, performers here this evening uh, definitely make me feel that way when I see them live. So with that being said, please welcome to the show, Katie Feeney and Maggie Gilman. How are you? Hello, hey. Bob. Hello, Bob. <laughs> that was a deep one. That was a deep voice. So, okay, so we can I just know, like, interrupt each other. Care. Just interrupt because, you know, usually it's one other person, but with, you know, know. just interrupt. It's okay here. You can interrupt okay. me at any time. I'm not going to be upset. But it's very nice hey, to Bob. see you both. Hey, Bob. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's Bob. it, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you check them out. You can get your tickets on the right. My name's Bob. <laughs> that's a wrap. Great job, everybody. We planned this for two months, just for five and a half take minutes. Ten. Let's take ten now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, uh, how's everybody been? Good? Hey, Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob. We could just good. run with it for 30, 40. Yeah, right. you go. You go first. I know. I feel like we'll try to give each other a little like. All right, Maggie goes first. Okay, every other we'll we'll switch who goes first. I like that. That's easy to remember. <laughs> I'm good. How okay. are you? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I to be honest, I'm cold. I'm very cold uh. right now. I'm wearing a jacket inside. I have like thin blood, and I'm not really happy about that because, like, in the winter time, I just become miserable. I have seasonal affective disorder, so mm. that's the honest to god truth about it. I hear you. Um, you know, same. nobody likes this staying inside. Like the sun's like starting to like fall behind the mountains at 3.30 p.m. It sucks. How do you feel, Katie? Yeah. I'm good. I am, um, you know, the ebbs and the flows. Like I have a new baby niece and I also had to call 911 on my neighbors today. So like, you know, oh, no. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. All right, do tell but us I, about that. I want to know all about that 911. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty standard South Philly stuff. Uh, but they're, you know, Really what happened is I saw a contractor call uh, my neighbor's wife a, a B word and a C word. I don't know what words I can say on this podcast. Say whatever you want. He, he cussed her out, called her some some names. And she said, like, my husband can hear you and kick your ass. And so then her husband and listen, her husband does tend to like if there's a fight going on in the block, it's usually this guy. Like he's got like a, a uniform, like a South Philly uniform. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I think you grew up in this house probably. So like. They start, he's to my wife, you know, so then this construction worker, I think should have probably just been like, I don't know, I would have not, not egged him on. So then there was punches being thrown and chest pushes. So it got to the point where they're like, they weren't going to stop it. This is happening on my, on my stoop, on the view from my stoop. Have you ever had to call uh, 911 or 911, depending on where you're from, Maggie? (laughs) Me? And the only reason yeah. I did it is because they were talking about shooting each other. Well, I mean, of course. Oh. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, and they were both on the phone with 911 already. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize. So the woman was like 300 block Marcy. And I was like, 
I've called 911, but I'm just, I'm interested in everybody. Yeah, what happened with you, Maggie? Bleep that out, though, so people don't know where I live. Put in like a robot voice that's like United States. I gotta write that down. I gotta write that down. (laughs) This Um, is going well. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have only really because of uh, like noise. Uh, Oh, that sucks. Right now we live we live right next to a 7-Eleven 24 hours and uh there's just been like once or twice where someone just sat in the parking lot for like hours and like until 2 a.m was just bumping music so then i had to because you know had to sleep oh god bless uh, you all i mean that's there's nothing worse than sleep deprivation it's just there's there's nothing well you know bob i just don't understand why anyone needs to sit in a 7-eleven parking lot for more than 20 minutes you know yeah, idling like, is against the law and why do you want to be there for three hours yeah and like i listen i'm not you know i feel like when butch caskey comes in he's gonna be very upset with this interview i'm not saying you should call the cops on people i'm just no. saying today was one of those days my dog was sick i wanted these people to stop fighting on my stoop sometimes it comes to that but the good news the good news is i do have a baby niece and her name is jolene oh, and that's yeah cool. for country music family <laughs> and uh, she was born on Saturday, I think. What day That's awesome. Today? Yeah. So good. So overall doing good. Long answer to your question. And I got us all sidetracked, but I am, I'm good. That's part of like how I think in general and how every day is for me. It's just like, which way am I going to go next? But um, there's a lot of things in there that I'd like to pick up upon, right? Why would somebody stay at 7-Eleven for that long? couple things pop into mind maybe they're doing business there maybe they're uh waiting for somebody i remember as a kid that's all we ever did was go to 7-eleven get some old dude to buy his cigarettes and then play video games inside there for hours upon end but sleep deprivation that's another thing uh the longest i've ever gone without sleep 72 hours and after 72 hours you kind of get like really crazy loopy to the point where you start to like come up with different things in your head. You may think the people are there. Hey, whatever. But I lost my original thought. <laughs> you, you girls have really put me down like this rabbit hole of just uh... all that sleep deprivation, Bob. We have well, I mean, you. you both don't have children yet, right? So I mean, no. That's I wasn't. Go- I, I was trying everything I could not. I know you don't. I wasn't going to say it. I don't want to say it. But I just said it there. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is true. Like you just, you're like, damn it, dude. I got up at three o'clock in the morning last night. Okay, three a.m. I can't get back to bed, and the whole reason I got I went to, I woke up at three a.m. was because last night for dinner with ramen we had some sesame seed oil that upset my stomach terribly, and mm. I've been up this whole time, but I'm still dadding, and I'm still like you know, podcasting, <laughs> and you know, making my way in the world, in whatever world. I mean, I guess it can be. I mean, like I guess the last time both of you were on the show having a gig at Ort Leaves was just a thing of the past. Like it never would happen. Um, did, did you like, are you happy this shit's over? Like, did you get creative during it? Like, or do you feel like me? Like you need like, like 20 Red Bulls to like get back that like, you know, two year window of your life. I, you know, what? I feel like it's had this like whole thought today that I'm like, it's like, so not over still. And like, I like, get confused about what happened in what year now and what was in 2019 and what was in 2020. I get really confused about, uh, sometimes, uh, for example, like, uh, like, you know, like the, our album that we're putting up 
um, I was like, oh yeah, the first single's a year old. I'm like, no, we released that single two years ago. I'm like, well, what would we do last year in that year? You know, and then like, even I, I'm doing something with the, um, the Philly holiday album folks. And, uh, I was like, what, when did we do that? They're like in, in 2020 because of the pandemic, Katie. And I was just like, I don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I feel like I wrote out 2020, like stronger than maybe I felt like I was stronger when it hit and like we did our live streams for such a long time. Like we did it every week and like that was cool because people came up to me and said like that they really that helped some people. And that was cool for me to hear because I'm like, gosh, well, yeah, because it took a lot out of us. I mean, even though we were having fun, but this year has been harder for me than I think 2020 was. And that part of that is like that it's not all the way back and that even though it's back, it's there's like venues are different, different people work there. like it's, it's, it's a whole new world, a whole new sales cycle. So I feel like I'm learning everything all over again, sometimes. Um, hey, I think it's good to be back on stage though. I mean, that's awesome. It's good to have shows. Um, but like, but back to before times, like, I don't know, is this the new scene? Like, is there a new way of doing things? Will we ever get fully back to that? Like it, we'll see. I mean, festivals, summer, that'll be cool to see what happens like summer 2022 and how back to it we will be i'm hopeful no. so it's not like me yeah Peggy. i mean i'm happy to be performing on stage again i was getting real sick of recording yeah. and or live streaming um but like in general outside of music i could have used more time off like <laughs> i was able to take care of myself so much better before Feel like I got whiplash like just back into my old schedule um I'm probably even more busy now than I was before but like at the same time I'm still teaching yoga virtually mm-hmm. and that's at first it was really cool and now I'm pretty burnt out on that but I'm kind of tiptoeing around going back to in-person classes because I don't know what's going to happen in the winter uh coop and i share a car so i can't commit to certain times getting there so i don't know it's been it's been weird i feel very mixed about it but i'm very happy to be performing for sure we're just talking music yeah we're like we're happy about that come to our show so like exactly you know, yeah. don't get, don't get Definitely it come to the show that's yeah. the best part of all of that i mean that is like i had that talk with my band the other day too that like you know i bitch about bookings hard and like you know, scheduling's hard. And, but I, being on stage is the best thing in the whole world. I would go through all of the hell that I've been going through this whole year, trying to like get back on my feet just for those moments, like those moments where you're on stage and you're connecting with the audience and you're breaking down the barrier between the audience member and the musicians is Maggie. <laughs> it's true. I mean, it, there's something wild about that. Yeah. I was having a conversation the other night with somebody. It's like, uh, they were like, what do you miss the most about being in a band? I'm like, that exact moment that you were describing there. It's like um, the, the connection. And then like, you know, like when people like, you know that they're paying attention and you you know that they're engaged, you know? And it's like a type of engagement that's like centuries old that didn't involve the cell phone or a vape pen or some other right. shit. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's always been the person admiring, watching, enjoying and then, then that person getting all sorts of charged up from their energy in the room. And it's like, 
you know, after a while, you, you know, some people start to think that, uh, you know, I'm a wizard or whatever when I talk about stuff like this. But this is the truth, though. It's like there is no greater high than when you are all in that room together. And it, it's like there, nothing matters. Sunday doesn't matter or whatever day the next day is don't matter. Your job don't matter. You know what I mean? Like in that energy exchange between live music, it's never going to like go away. People. I mean, I just bought concert tickets today. I broke the bank too, because it's going to be my son's uh, first concert, but whatever. Uh -oh. I, I got, I got like the, the hundred section, which is like right near the stage of Wells Fargo. Cause let's be what honest. You, Wells Fargo center sucks. I hate the, what, what are you see? doing? What's the show? Uh, we're a 21 pilots family. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My son wasn't named Tyler because of Tyler in the band, but like, you know, when he found out his name was Tyler, he was like, I just pointed at the screen for oh, the listening on the podcast. But yeah, I like, uh, you know, like I hadn't seen a, um, a concert in some time like that. And this was probably like 2016 when trench came out and I have never been to a concert that loud. Mm. Like the fans, like, you know, like, I mean, they're very attractive young men. And one guy takes his shirt off and it gets even louder in there. But like <laughs> th th that sound, I've never heard that sound. All the bands I always went to see were like, you know, grunge ridden or like, you know, something about it where like the appreciation was just at a certain level of like, I wear the t-shirt, bro, that's it, you know? Not that it yep. meant something to somebody and it like was like a religion. And then after that, I got hooked on it. And I probably went like four times that year to see him before the pandemic. That's cool that you're taking him to see someone he wants to see. Yeah. Well, you like them too. But yeah. I, my first concerts weren't like my choice uh, until I got to see uh, my first concert that I went to by myself was uh, Jessica Simpson opening for 98 Degrees. Wow. At Ballpark in Erie, Pennsylvania. <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember the first concert I went to see like by myself. But you're but, like, cool dad, like, to go with them. Yeah. Same. Mine, I don't, mine was James yeah. Brown. I saw James Brown at the Valley Forge. Um, Did you appreciate convention. it? Yeah. Like yeah, I, I saw a rush with my uncles and I didn't like, you know, now I think it's cool, but as a 12 year old, I feel like, you know, they probably should. I mean, no, it didn't well, I matter. Mean, my, who knows? I mean, my, my son's going to be yeah. six. There's pyro, there's like tech, you know, the fire and shit. Like there's a huge dragon, I think on stage, but I mean, like I, that first time you go see a concert that means something to you, I think I, trying to think what the first one i think my first big concert that mm -hmm. wasn't like a folk festival or something you dug just a small venue mm -hmm. was the all that music and more festival <laughs> oh wow there's nothing, there's nothing quite like a music festival there. you know a music festival your first time like that's before the internet in the 90s there, so i never knew what a festival was like until you actually went there wasn't like photographs okay. or videos you know Oh, I started going to festivals first. My parents took me to the Falcon Ridge Folk Festival from the time I was like three. Oh, wow. I think I went till I was like 19. Um, and I'm trying to play there possibly this year. I've got a, what's popping up on my phone? Yeah, just like use your hometown address. Be like, I I'm a local artist, <laughs> born and raised. <laughs> so like uh 98 degrees uh opened for jessica simpson no, right jessica simpson opened for 98 degrees wow the time, they were a huge band and she was undiscovered is that where was, jessica and nick met well she was mm. dating him and that's why she got to open the show so i remember we're a bunch wow. of like 12 year old girls so we booed her <laughs> we her. We her oh, wow. she was so pretty and she was so good at singing so we booed her 
Yeah, I think it was the female mind. Yeah. What year Uh, was that? Do you remember what year that was? uh, Oh my gosh. I mean, I think I would have been in like eighth grade or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So I'm in like 1998, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So I was, okay. So I worked at Boscow's uh, in the Plymouth Mini Mall and all the CDs would come out. And I remember distinctly people coming to get those, those CDs, especially uh, 98 degrees. Like, and that was like when people would like show up and then like the shelves would be empty. It was back in the real day. You remember hearing about this girls when I remember going to the store and buying a single CD. You remember when you can get paid for it too? Or cassette. Yeah. Just to listen to that one song over and over. So you didn't have to listen to the other ones on the album if you didn't want to. <laughs> it's actually an interesting question. I wonder how much money an artist in 1990, what, eight or 95 would get paid for the, the single cassette tape, I believe costs $1.99 or $2.99, depending upon its popularity. Right. So I wonder how much you would get, you know, because now I, you know, I get shit from band camps like, congratulations, you've got 20 cents. Yeah. And it's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, wait, don't email me. I don't want to know. Okay. I don't want to know. Like, how much do you think they got for? Do you remember those little clip in things? I forget what they're called, but it was just like 20 seconds of a song. And you, yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. I forgot loop. about that. Yeah. Thank God. How much do you think? I want to know what they made off that. Well, here's the thing, right? Like, it, it's kind of the same as today. Like, if you signed yourself into a bad deal, you didn't make anything. Like, remember, um, uh, TLC, mm-hmm. like when they won that one, like MTV Moonman, whatever. And they're like, we're broke. We don't own any of our music. Oh <laughs> my God. I do remember <laughs> like, that. I remember watching yeah. that live. And there's be- a good documentary about it too. I can't remember what it is or what it's called. It's on yeah, I remember that came out. There's a yeah. documentary I want to see about Alanis Morissette that's on HBO Max. Well, uh, she doesn't sanction that. She's pretty pissed about it. Oh, she really? I don't remember if it's that documentary or something else. And she told people not to watch it because she doesn't agree with the way that her story was told uh i don't know i forget if it's that or if it's the musical there's two things out about her right now one of them she's like i don't endorse this at all <laughs> i saw her this summer and i wept at that anniversary her. tour for jagged I, little pill right? oh my god with my older cousin who's like my big sister and i just like it was a spirit now that was an amazing concert that i went to that mm-hmm. i was like this feels normal. Like I'm back at the BB&T or whatever we're calling this now. And like, I'm on the lawn and I have a beer and I'm with my cousin and I'm screaming, what I remember, you know, it's some justice. <laughs> no, like that was amazing. Garbage is good too. Did you know you like Oh my garbage? God, I, lo- I love garbage. Um, I met Butch Fig, the drummer, who was also the producer on Nevermind when I was a barista at Starbucks. I've said this numerous times. I have 331 episodes on here, but he was <laughs> I haven't so nice to me. He was so <laughs> nice to me though. He's like, yeah, man, playing down Orange County. And like, <laughs> cool, huh? And I'm like, yeah, like I, I'm in love with you. Like, take me home with you. Um, I like uh, their music very much. And um I, I wanted to go to that tour, but you know. Well, like, you should go to um. This is a weird bill, but they're them in tears for fears at the Man well, Center, summer twenty twenty two sometime, some June something. I was like, I don't understand how these go together, but I think I'm in. <laughs> yeah, the concert that I bought tickets for doesn't happen until twenty twenty two of September. It's so it's so weird when you but like you know, 
I guess it's like one of the weirdest things about buying a concert ticket is like, you know, like you like you get a CD, you're in love with the CD or what album or the Spotify, whatever you want, to, you know, and you're like, oh, my God, I love this band so much. I got to see them live, but they're not coming for 15 months. And by the yeah. time that rolls around, like you don't listen to that album no more. This has happened to me like maybe twice. And I'm like, Christ, I got to go see the show. tonight, And it wasn't <laughs> as good as I anticipated it would have been months in advance, but. I just want to see something like right away, like your favorite act, like see them the next day. You can't do that. Maybe you should just lower your standards and then you won't be disappointed. I guess. I mean, but then if you lower your standards, then like, uh, then it's hard. Like, as you know, it's hard to find um, good entertainment. You know, sometimes entertainment can be not just a band. It could be people watching. I like the people watch now that I'm getting a little older. I'm almost 42 years old. <laughs> it's a favorite pastime love, i'd heard about it love that yeah just sit on the bench somewhere and just be like what's going on out there you know <laughs> that's how you get arrested <laughs> yeah i mean there's, there's parts of that but i mean most people don't most people aren't actually um like they're not present at all i find it you know unless like we're talking about the live setting thing i mean like literally everyone's on their phone driving down germantown pike you know and it's a madhouse like the other day i was like i may die I may die getting to the mall, but you know, like at least I have my cell phone. That's all that matters, you know? Yeah, no, being, uh, well, Miss, Miss Yoga here will tell you the importance of being present. It's true. <laughs> I mean, I there's, no, there's no part of yoga that would uh, require like um, you to be on a device, you know, it's just, I mean, I guess the, there's apps now that like, uh, you know, solicit yoga that way, but I mean, I, don't know. I was hoping that like social media and phones would like get like uncool during the pandemic, you know, like they'd be like, I don't want to do this shit no more, you know, but it didn't happen like that. No, it was like I your will say, <laughs> I definitely use Facebook significantly less because of the pandemic. So it was just like a smorgasbord of opinions I didn't need to read or hear. A lot. So I definitely go yeah. on it less. Yeah. Well, isn't it weird how everyone's like, this is my bullhorn? Like, it wasn't that way back in the day. It was like, this is my favorite eight bands. <laughs> I have a MySpace, but, but now it's like everybody's like working for like the, you know, the Chicago Tribune and they got all this shit that they want to talk about. And it's like, <laughs> I don't, I, I agree with the statement that social media should not be a bullhorn. You know, it's like, you can't say something and then actually have a, a debate or a conversation with somebody because they're not in the actual same room with you. And as we, as we both know, all of us here, like when you write something there, it could be read a thousand different ways, you know? Yeah. And I've never seen, you know, someone's opinion change because of a Facebook debate. Yeah. It's just, it's just pointless. pointless yeah, it's, it's a good point. <laughs> I never even thought like, nobody's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> no, never. No matter what. Yeah, I'm going out and I'm getting the needle tonight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> really fucking crippled society. It's great. Yeah. Isn't it great? I, I, this might have come up on our, I talk about this a lot, but like when we were kind of like, when I was, when I was a kid, uh, like before we had smartphones, there was all this technology and all this, like all these people doing science and the, <laughs> the things that like, <laughs> we could have done with that knowledge in science and technology, like in that we instead put into increasing this like thing in our phone that like yep. mm -hmm. the, 
I don't even, I mean, I know they're continuously doing studies on it, but like when the world's all burnt to a crisp and it's done somewhere up in the ether, like, like that, I think that it's, it's destroying the fabric of society, Bob, is what it's doing. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's like, it's like they have so, so much, uh, you know. But unfortunately, I have things. to go on there constantly and be like, come to my show. <laughs> I know, that sucks. That was actually a good lead into my next question, because you know what, I ask this question all the time. And, you know, I, I'm tired of like hiding my feelings about it, but it's just like I hate having to let people know that I have a new podcast coming out on social media. You know, it's like, ah, uh, they should just know, you know, I'm out there, you know, and I hate that like I'm conflicted. I've gone back and forth, to be quite honest, like just get rid of all social media. You know, the episode airs on Mondays and Thursdays. I'm there. You know, it's like saying that the Bob works down at the corner store. You know, he's going to be there to get you whatever you need. But no, uh, you got to know that I'm working at the social media store. You got to know every day. You got to have a story to tell everybody that you're still working at the corner store. Thoughts? I was just having this conversation like on Sunday with a bunch of friends, like feeling the need to be on social media because you have stuff to promote. And like, I don't know if there's a really good answer. This is this is the proper promotion, though. To it. You yeah. have a gig coming up December 2nd, 2021 at Ordleaps, 7 p.m. The admission price is $10. This is the way you want to do promotions, right? We're having fun. Right. We're not like, uh, you know, like, should I post this? Should I not post this? Like, what picture should go with this show announcement? Yeah. I, by the way, I do like your new um, uh, publicity photographs solely because it reminds me of my favorite color schemes midnight vulture colors green and purple they're it's the best color combo ever you know like so good job and fun story katie was my stylist slash production assistant for that photo shoot we're tying this all together here on the podcast this evening (laughs) all together and mike arison was the (laughs) photographer he's great gotta give him a shout too yeah i love the color combination i've always like i don't know i mean like the joker has it uh midnight vultures had it you know it's true i mean it's just green and purple like there's something it just shoots out you know like and like it don't and it also has like for some reason like a synth feel to it i don't know how to describe it it's like this I, when i see color sometimes i see music i forget what that's called oh but you're one of those people kind oh. of is it yeah. the sequins there were a lot of sequins involved kind of yeah i mean i don't know i'm just visual you know what i mean but yeah, i do feel totally. i i feel you know i feel for young artists that they have to do that you know it's like yeah it's just so annoying you know it's like what photos I mean, no no they're just like having to have the social media thing like oh, i yeah. interviewed this band on um the, the podcast in the summertime they're called deluxe and they're from california and i found them during the pandemic and when i found them during the pandemic it was just spotify shuffle and i thought that they were like the biggest band in south California. I thought they were massive. They have like 3000 followers on Instagram and my mind was completely blown because I believe that they are that good and they're fun. And they're like, they do the same type of music that you both do like fun, uplifting, but you know, some, some record company will look at it and be like, well, they're not selling enough Instagram ads or stories. And it's like, that's not the heart of like what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. It's not that connection between the audience and the musician or the performer, you know, like it's, it's, it's like bastardized, like the, um, the purity, I guess, of like, you know, a really good live show. Yeah. I mean, no one gets into music to fucking become a promoter or (laughs) marketing professional or. Yeah, you're right social media 
pro i don't know everything else involved like i think that's a great like joke right there like there's a lot of punchlines you can come like uh like look do me a favor teach me the g chord so i can get a couple more likes uh do me a favor uh you know what i mean like there's so many different yeah. things like that we put up with but i mean i just wish that it was that was i never foresaw that ever growing up and being a young musician like i thought oh it's always going to be the live experience and the audio you know mm -hmm. the thing lately that i refuse to do to to my detriment i know but like i'm not i can't i refuse to pay for for listens on spotify which amount to 0.0000000000 to pay to get zero dollars back just so i can look like i'm cool like it's like if you see a band that's like me and Maggie's size and they have 20,000 listens on Spotify. Yep. It's like, that's cool. Good for you. Like it's fake. They bought, they bought the that. They, yeah, all that. I hate that you can, it's just like anything else. It's like Botox, it's like plastic surgery. And like, that's fine. Whatever. Good for you. But like, I just wish that I wish everything wasn't so. The manipulation. Even know you, fake, you know, I didn't even know that you could do that. Oh what? my God! There's buy, I can buy yeah. listens. Yeah, yeah you, can totally, you can buy listens, and you can buy placements on playlists and playlists yeah. or, uh, are just national. Sometimes it, maybe I don't even. It's probably not international Spotify, but yeah, it goes nowhere. And it's also too. It's like some like, to me, it's the modern day equivalent of some bully who has a really good sound system with multiple dual tape decks, able to make many different mixtapes. Like yeah, bro, I'll put your track on there. Everybody in school's going to hear it, you know, and like you sell your soul to this guy because you want everybody to hear your music. And it's like, that also bothers me that there is no, yeah. um, like, uh, it used to be that if you were a good band, somebody was out there looking for you, you know? And it's like, it's hard, it's hard to really pinpoint like where it all went wrong. I mean, some people think technology, some people even think Nirvana maybe changed like the course of like the record industry, but, they used to just look for you playing well and connecting with an audience, you know, and we can sell this, we can exploit this and not think, Oh, well, what have they done already? I hate that question. Yeah. And I just wouldn't, I, I would want to earn all that stuff. I'd feel like I cheated. Yeah. It I was going to say too that like Maggie and I like are of the same age where we came up in like, well, we, I mean, you said, where did it change? You know what I mean? Like, you jumped from like Nirvana to like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and started to see like artists really become like completely objectified, monetized, capitalized, where they lost, really lost control of all their, their, their rights to their art. And we're just seeing now, thankfully, like a lot, well, a lot of those women artists getting it back. Um, like Jessica Simpson, for example, like she just like freed herself from, 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 you know, now she can do the music that she wants to do and release it on her own terms. And Brittany, obviously everyone knows what happened there. Um, Taylor also, Swift, you know, yeah. I don't like her, but good for her that she's, you know, re-recorded them. And like, I think she should. Um, so yeah. I actually just found that out about Taylor because uh, one of my Indiegogo perks, another thing Katie helped me with, <laughs> Um, she's a sure, pro that yeah. stuff. Fundraising consultant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the resume is long. Um, one of the perks was like a personalized recorded set. And one of Coop's friends got that, um, 
hopefully she won't listen to this, but it's one of like her birthday gifts, but it's now belated because we just have been so crazy busy with the album and everything. Mm -hmm. But um, I was like, what are some covers? What is she listening to? And Taylor Swift was one of them. So I like went down a deep, long, dark Taylor Swift hole and realized that she just started re-recording her own songs. I was like, like to me like that that is what I'm doing right now and it's like so crazy that that even has to be a big deal for someone especially of that status like she she did that because um if I'm not mistaken Scooter Braun is yeah Scooter Braun sold uh, her essentially her her masters got sold to a wealth management uh you know some kind of company and um it, what the cool thing about that is that with every album, like when she announced that she was going to re-release her first album, um, I just read an article about this from like the wealth management perspective of it. They immediately tried to offload those assets because they're like, if she tries, if she does, for every t- album she records, these are worth, they'll soon be worth nothing to the point where she'll, by the time she re-records wow. and re-releases all of her albums, she'll effectively really monetarily screwed the people who screwed her so it's kind of like a beautiful justice in that way however because this is happening um this article said that existing recording artists are seeing people try to amend their um their contracts saying like once you leave us the standard is like you can re-record your music after two years or something like that they're trying to they're trying to up it to like eight in these contracts because like they're like, oh God, Taylor's started this thing and other people are going to uh, like re-record their music and decrease the value of their original masters and then that'll reduce our money. But like- But how does that work with- them dis- in. Oh, I'm for it. Shit, I just you know? it. Oh yeah, because like they own the assets of like what the masters generate like and they pit that in someone's, you know, someone's portfolio so that they can increase their their wealth. Uh, am I doing a good job? We'll listen to this back and I'll play it for like my brother does finance. I'm like, yep, Katie, you understand money making and Marcus. <laughs> but I that's basically how I understand it is that like, will he the album that Taylor re-records and re-releases? She's screwing him. It's great. It's Taylor's version, the Bobcast this evening. I'm doing it my way. I'm re-recording all 331 episodes. <laughs> I decided that uh, I'm deleting everything. You're right. It's over. <laughs> I should have uh, trademarked the name in the beginning. Screwed myself out of royalties, monetary functions that only the eye could tell that would be such a there's no way that um, I would ever do that. But if I was to do anything over again, (laughs) I would really like to record Downtown Harvest's first album over again, just because I felt like some of the tracks were great and then some of the tracks weren't. But, you know, the the coulda, woulda, shoulda thing. I don't know. Like when I read that Taylor was doing that, I thought, like, why don't you make some new shit? You know, what I mean, hey. Yeah, like, well, I think that's the only reason why. Um, just to give it to, like, to stick it to the band. Well, to get the money. Otherwise, she doesn't own any of the money that's made from those songs for the rest of the time. But didn't she like make a bunch of money, like selling Coca Cola, like, or something like oh, that? Like, she has money. Right? Everyone I mean, like, wants more money. This is the root of the problem, Bob. We back at it again. I'm terrible well, at money. I'm terrible at money because money I hate for it her music. Like, yeah, duh. It's more principle. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Sure. Give me money. I know that's what the message that's coming out here tonight. <laughs> we need money, all right? Yes. We need we you to get like down to Orleans. 12 Come to Orleans. Local. 2021 yeah. Orleans, 7 p.m. Orleans. $10. You're going to have so much <laughs> entertainment. 
Is there going to be any collaboration ever between the two? Is there going to be a Katie, uh, you do, you, Maggie May, like type of? uh, I think that'd be fun fun to do someday. Uh, Maybe we'll do it at the show. You don't, you'll have to come and see. I have it here on my calendar. Oh, good. You better come because, yeah, I mean, we got. Well, I I missed the full band. This is the first time. Oh, wow. Is it close to his birth? It's his birthday week. So. You know, I, saw, I saw you guys play at Dawson's once. Hey, how is he 45 now? It's been five years since his 40th birthday party. Is he going to be 45 or 46? The joke that we have in our band is that Aaron is always 37 because he was 37 when I met him. So uh-huh. I've just like never like changed that. And then sometimes I say 40, but then after that, I didn't ever add any on top of that. So I'll he'll be here soon. I'll ask him, I'll be like, are you going to be 45? Let's just say it because that's a nice uh, rounded off number makes my makes me happy <laughs> that's good um well, make, sure, party. T- uh, make sure you tell your both of your significant others i said hello as well uh at one point during sure. the podcast i thought i heard maggie say she said actually i'll cooperate but in my mind i thought i heard her say i'll cooperate or <laughs> like <laughs> like coop and cooperate together right i mean it seems like a thing but i think you're both it's very talented it is I think you're both very talented. And like when I saw this like gig thing, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to have them both on the show. Um, it's been so long since we've done one in person. I don't think Maggie and I have ever done one in person, but we had an epic podcast once together with You Do You. It was, oh, it was nuts. Wild. Yeah. It was wild. <laughs> it was so nuts. It was a murder house that, you Yeah, know. we were out of our minds drunk. <laughs> Wait, what? Times. We did this podcast. It was just, we were, we were loaded. tried to kill us. Yeah, it was it. fun. Yeah. Helicopters, I believe, <laughs> flew overhead. And I'm not joking about that. I think there was like sort of police chase outside, but um, <laughs> have to do this again. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, Check I know. And, uh, we, you know, it'd be fun. We should all hang out. We're all friends here. Well, if we, I can do that top of the world, if I can do top of the world, I will do it. And that will be this summer coming. If people, uh, you know, do what they're told and get in line <laughs> anyway, yeah. before time runs out, uh, check them out December 2nd, 2021, or at least 7 p.m. $10. Get your money <laughs> right. All right. Get something done in your life. Tonight, we've had on the show Katie Feeney and Maggie May. My name is Bob, and this has been another episode of The Bobcast. The Bobcast. I was like, am I supposed to say it? The Actually, what we could do is we could just freestyle on it till time runs out here, okay? Because we have less than a minute. So here's a couple different ones. The Bobcast doesn't really work. Good. I fell short. What you got? Bobcast. Okay. I like that one. What you got? Oh, wait, no, that's actually the thing, isn't it? <laughs> kind of, but I like that <laughs> one. That was a good head. version, though. We yeah. may have to re-record it and do Bob Tyler's version. Oh, my God. I could just stay here forever. I wish time would never run out. You know what I mean? Go into the if it does, we appreciate you all. Get your money right. Go see him.